evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. We have a great guest tonight, Mr. Dan Israel. Hi. Wonderful songwriter, 14 records out, plays all over town and has been for years. Recently, literally a couple days ago, got back from a, a month tour of Germany. I've been following him on Facebook and uh, I wanted to get him in while these stories were still fresh in his mind. We're also going to be playing several tracks of his new record, You Are Free. But uh, without any further ado, first of all, happy Hanukkah. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. It's it's a perfect time to come back from Germany, no less. Yeah, uh, right. To see my kids and, you know, it's, uh, the joy coming back, especially at this time of year, is, yeah, it's good to be home. It was a great trip. It's also good to be home. Dan, I... I Fortunately, this isn't on television, but you do look a little road worried. I looked at my... Paul, I looked in the mirror before I came over here, and I was thinking, okay, I'm going to be on the radio, so we're cool. But I look like a zombie. You I, said, you said, you said, I look like Metza. <laughs> I did not say that. I distinctly did not say that, but... but uh, I don't. I sorry, to, and I don't want to repeat too many stories I've already told on Facebook. Although they're all going to come down soon for my yeah, book. Yeah. But but last night, just last night, I I went to bed. I often lie down. You know, when my kids go to bed, I I lie down too, and I fell asleep. And I woke up in the middle of the night. And I'm sure you've probably had this happen when you've been touring, traveling a lot. But I had that panicky thing where I woke up and I had no idea where I was. Huh. And it took, even though I was in my son's room. I'd only moved into this house a little over a year ago, so maybe it's not that familiar. But I couldn't figure out where I was, and I had taken my kids to Europe uh, earlier this year, so I, it didn't. It wasn't ridiculous to think that maybe my, I was with my kids in Europe still or something. Mm-hmm. But it was so weird, and I, I guess I just that I've been a lot. I've been everywhere, man. Lately, that, that, that happened yeah. to me last week after a night at Grumpy's. <laughs> <laughs> But that's another story. <laughs> well, that can happen after a night of grumpy. Well, Dan, you know, I've, you and I have known each other. I think I believe we met in Austin, Texas. We did. Mid-90s? 90, 93, I believe yeah. it was. 93. 90, maybe 94, but right in there. Yeah, yeah. and uh, over the years, and since we both ended up uh, back in Minneapolis, played a lot of... Uh, gigs together you've yeah. always been so nice when i do my fundraisers for either the northeast seniors food shelf or my doggy fundraisers you're always one of the well, first ones to uh, sign on when you can so i'm honored thank you we got to get you on my folk festival we need to talk about that later too i have an annual st louis park folk festival oh so maybe, i would love to do that i haven't booked it for next year i mean i booked it but we'll talk sign me up off air Dan Israel, yeah. mm-hmm. you were, you know, I, you are a prolific uh, Facebook guy. <laughs> and, Where would I be without Mark Zuckerberg? And, yeah, well, yeah, um, and you know, you've got that bit, that that great Woody Allen nervous Jew thing going on. So, mm-hmm. so we, your All friends, my neuroticism. Yeah, yeah, right, right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. But, but we follow it along. But you're really good about telling exactly what's going on in your life. So I remember. Several months ago, when you started talking about this tour, and you were even asking people, "Should I do this?" Mm-hmm. And now here you are, one month later. Tell us where did it all start? When did you decide I'm going to go to Germany? Yeah. So, well, okay. For years and years, I wanted to tour Europe. I, I this has been something I've been trying to put together. Usually, getting absolutely nowhere with it. And I know there are ways that, and for one thing, I had a day job all those years. So putting together a European tour was exceptionally complicated by trying to somehow shoehorn something in around a day job. Uh, I worked for the legislature all those years, but I quit the job last year. Thus, my album being called "You're Free" and all this. But um, and then, and then thus all the facts that all these uh, lefty political beliefs that you've had yes. undercover. For years are finally They're coming to all the my all, it's all bubbling up like it, <laughs> it like it was like magma kept underground and it wasn't kept very well underground either as most people would would uh testify to but uh so i i i played a show with uh with peter himmelman actually earlier this year and that he had borrowed a guitar and some another great uh songwriter from st louis park <laughs> It, what is it about St. Louis Park, right? <laughs> Cone Brothers. Between the range and St. Louis Park, yeah. 
you know, right? Um, they're they're kind of their place, places have magic. I yeah. think sometimes, right? Do you agree? Absolutely. Um, so I, I for, for the record, for yeah. people out there in the Wall of Power radio audience, one of the connections that my guest Dan Israel and I have, his mother's from my hometown of Virginia, Minnesota. And not only that, but my drummer Dave Russ's mother is from Virginia, Minnesota. Really? Which we yeah, and we didn't, didn't figure this out till like not. I don't even know. It should have been years ago that we. I think Dave knew, and somehow I didn't process it. But then it starts to be like we don't want to talk about coincidence. Yeah, take what you've gathered from coincidence, like the man said. Right. Right. right? So um, yeah, so we have this Virginia Minnesota connection and the Queen City of the Iron Range. I might add, I, it is is a beautiful, lovely place. <laughs> Queen City, yes. So um, so Rob, uh, Rob Genetic, who is a very exceptional producer, engineer, drummer, uh, because of this show with Peter, and there was just some equipment we had to pass on between us after the show. We got together for coffee and. I had actually intention of the meeting, if there was one beyond just hanging out with Rob, was to talk about like licensing and placement of music. Everybody wants in on that. We talked about that stuff, and then the conversation veered toward at the end towards this this tour company in Germany called Songs and Whispers that Courtney Yasmine had had worked with, and that Rob plays with Courtney. And so he, you know, Rob said, you know, you should check it out, see see what you think. And I thought. I should check it out. You're right. right. I mean, if they could put together a tour. Now, um, you know, a lot of people want to know, like, how did I do on this? Or, you know, was it worthwhile? Well, like, we'll get to that we'll later to on. That. Yeah. yeah, we can get to that. But um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, it, it it started to come together. I wrote to them, and it was just a process that, that kind of evolved over the next few months. And then it actually happened. And I actually went and played a lot of shows. Actually, shows got added to the schedule. How and, many shows? Well, I think there were something like 25, including radio and TV type thing, a promo, a couple record stores, something around 25 in five weeks. You know, that's a wow. pretty heavy schedule. I mean, well, and you drove. Including the driving, yeah. Yeah, the driving was yeah. like you said uh, uh, last week on Facebook. It was like 6,000 miles or some well, ridiculous I, thing. I drove, I drove 7,100 7, kilometers, which is like... Over between four and five thousand miles, so you know, I could have driven across the U.S. and halfway back, right. I think, with that or something like that. But but you would have ended up in Omaha, which that's <laughs> true. I don't want to do that. Um, well, my ex-wife is from Lincoln. I don't want to besmirch the good reputation of Nebraska. The Cornhuskers, yeah, the Cornhuskers. So, um, uh, you know, it was. I've been trying to encapsulate some things about it, and it's very hard to encapsulate something this, like, momentous. You know, there were all these firsts for me. It was my first, other than a trip that I took a couple months ago to Europe with my kids, which was a really special thing. And now also added to the weirdness that I've been in Europe for the half of the last three months now, but right. having, having never been there before. And, uh, and the fact that, you know, my first extended stay out of the country my whole life is in the country of Germany, which as a Jewish American with heavy ancestry, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't need to explain why that would be uh, a heavy thing. Um, but, uh, it was really, it was really intense and I had so many experiences that like you, and now I want to write a book or, you know, well, Dan, another you know, album. the, the uh, and we're going to have Dan Israel on, great songwriter, good buddy of mine for the whole show tonight. I'm going to be playing some of his music. But let's just start with getting it together. Now, you're a single yeah. dad, and you got two yeah. young kids. Yeah, so now the, 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 a lot of people, and I, I've been really clear about this like publicly, too, how grateful I am to their mother. who uh, She just volunteered to take, you know, we are 50-50 custody. It's not a small thing to ask the other person to take the kids for a whole month. Right. Uh, and my parents helped out a lot, too. But Lisa, my ex-wife, you know, was awesome about it. Although and I met both your kids. and uh, They're not exactly like, they're not demons. No, yeah, no, no, they're really sweet. They're, thank you. They're, they're wonderful kids. I appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, I agree. And um, they managed very well, having never been apart from their father for more than a week in their whole lives. I've never been, so I've never been away from them for more than a week. And that might not seem, you know, if you're a parent of young kids and you've never been away from your kids for more than a week and you go away to a foreign country for a month, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, so it, it, it came together. It actually happened. I got there. I, I uh, you know, it was like I had a day or two to sort of adjust, and then it was off, and I had to go to Belgium right at the beginning. Wow. And, and, and then the Netherlands, and then back to, I had to go to southern Germany. So the first part of the trip was a lot of driving and a lot of shows in a compressed span of time. There were periods of the tour that were a little less crazy where I was sort of back. I was based in Bremen, uh, Germany, which is in northern Germany. I had like an apartment for the month, which was arranged through the tour. Well, you know what, Dan? Hold on to that. Let's yeah. listen to one of your yep. songs. Yep. Take a sip of water. Yep. Off Dan's new record, Dan Israel, You Are Free. We're going to end uh, this set on the Wall of Power Radio Hour with Someday You'll Say. source of the Twin Cities Gay Scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ Media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com Waking up is easy when you look forward to breakfast. Serve seven days a week at the Downtowner Woodfire Grill in St. Paul. Try eggs your way with hash browns, bacon, or sausage. There are four delicious varieties of eggs Benedict that should not be missed. And buttermilk pancakes, waffles, or French toast are always fresh off the griddle. How about a Bloody Mary or screwdriver from the bar? The Downtowner Woodfire Grill is located at 253 West 7th Street with plenty of free parking. Or online at downtownerwoodfire.com. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us by opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests. We'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. The holidays just snuck up on us, and you've waited and waited all year to clean. So don't put it off anymore. Call Zero Res. Not only will it look and feel amazing, it makes your home healthier to get rid of the bacteria, dust mites, and dander lurking in your carpet. So hurry and call before the holidays and get three-room Zero Res clean starting at $139. And get $50 off when you clean dirt and dander's favorite hiding place, your air ducts. Call 952-ZERO-RES or visit ZeroResMinnesota.com. Expedition Journal, entry number seven. It's been a week since I entered this vast land called Big Buy Electronics in search of a digital camera. Today, I encountered several people calling themselves employees, but they only spoke of car stereos knowing nothing of cameras. So I continued westward through endless forests of CDs and DVDs. By evening, I took refuge near some televisions to regain my bearings. I begin to wonder if this camera department is a myth. I should have heeded my colleagues and gone to National Camera. Their knowledge and customer service is the stuff of legend. But it is too late for me now. Tell my wife I love her. At National Camera Exchange, our price guarantee means we'll match any local store or internet price any day of the week. And now during our holiday sale, the prices get even better. You'll even get free classes with any camera purchase. See store for details. Welcome back to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metzer. My guest for the whole night on the show, songwriter, 
Dan Israel. Dan just came back from a, a five-week tour of Germany, uh, stopped into a couple other countries. And at the end of the last segment, he was telling us about how he started in Bremen. So what was it like, your very first gig? Oh, so the very first gig was the show in Mechelen, Mechelen, Belgium. At, and, I, uh, and I had read something. There was like a, a series of notes from other bands that have done the tour in the, in the artist department. And they said something about, just be aware when you GPS your way there, it might not get you quite there. Well, after I drove into a cow. <laughs> That's uh, nice to know. A, yeah, not into a cow. But after I, after I was like going down this one lane, I, it, I got further and further from the town. And then I was unable to figure out where the place was and i went into the wrong place and a, a woman was a little unhappy with me for that <clears throat> and then i got further up the road and i got to the end of the road and there was a canal and a footbridge <laughs> and i called i could see the place or what i thought was the place across the road and i, I had their phone number so i got my cell phone out and i i said uh I'm here. What do I do? And they said, um, "Where's the road? Yeah, where's the road? How do I get there?" <laughs> and they said, um, "Park your car there. There's a little spot." Oh yeah, I said, "I see it." And they said, "Walk over." And I said, "What about the PA? No PA. Don't bring a PA. The room's tiny. Just come in and bring your guitar. We'll get you set up with food and red some wine or whatever you want, and and you'll play." And so that's what I did. I went over there and I passed some cows along the way <laughs> and I went over the canal and I'm thinking, what the hell is going on? And it was this gorgeous sunset, you know, and I took right. pictures right there because, oh, it's my first gig. And I get there and it's just, they're so friendly and so oh, nice. nice. And they, they made this amazing spaghetti for me and they're feeding me, giving me wine. And then it's showtime and it's like, it's just this little room and everyone's like, they're literally six feet from me. Some of them are three feet from me. I mean, wow. I'm spitting on people right. when I, you know, and uh, and they were so responsive and so into it. And this one family was just embracing me, like literally. Two, the kids were there, and uh, I gave some T-shirts away, and uh, but people bought CDs and vinyl, and it was just this. It started off just fantastic. So it's hard to beat that show, actually. That right, was, that was so great. So the uh, songs and whispers the, yeah. the uh, booking agencies they were doing your marketing for you ahead of time too exactly i mean i mean you pay for everything it's sort yeah. of a la carte but you they they do a very good job of of preparing you know you don't walk into anywhere for the most part and not feel like this has been set up nicely and i'm not you know you're you see your own poster up, you know? It's right, like, right, right, right. And, and, and they do this every month so that there's like a regular crowd that goes to some of the shows. Not everywhere, but they, they have a pretty good following for their whole series. Well, and Dan Israel, my guest on the Wall of Power Radio Hour tonight, uh, like all of us these days, and, you know, since we really began, we all do our own marketing. So you know when somebody's doing a good marketing job for you, right? I know how hard it is. Right. I actually told them that, and I don't think they necessarily hear it enough from other artists. They probably do from some, but I, I, I do get it. I do get it. I know how much goes into booking and promotion, and, you know, it's not easy work. And so, yes, I am well acutely aware from all these years of DIY, uh, what DIY entails. Right. Now, Dan, you had on uh, some of these shows, you had a really interesting partner on the co-bill let's yeah. hear about that yeah he's gonna be in the book a lot um <laughs> and some things i'm not gonna talk about right now but is it some gonna be heavily redacted uh some will be heavily <laughs> redacted now what happened was i got the name of my tour partner uh it wasn't every show it was maybe ended up being i guess about a fourth or a fifth of the shows were paired with with ben lorenson from norway and he lives in new jersey now and when I went on his, I was just curious, who is this guy? And I went on his website and it said, he's married to the daughter of Sun Myung Moon. Um, and then he's a Mooney. He's a Mooney. I don't think they like that term, but uh, so what? Um, and by the way, I, it'd be remiss if I didn't point out right now that during then the subsequent tour, despite me having dinner with Ben, uh, hanging out before and after shows, drinks, all kinds of discussions about music business, family, personal things. He never 
once mentioned that he was a member of the Unification Church or that he was married to not just the daughter of Sun Myung Moon, but she is also the person who took over the entire worldwide <laughs> church when <laughs> Sun Myung Moon died in 2012. What's he doing playing these little... I'm not saying... No, no, I'm not offended at all. I wondered the same thing. Um, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I don't know how much people even know about this this church or some might say cult. Uh, right. I think I would say cult from what I've read and sure. seen. And you're familiar with, and 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 we're on a we're on a sort of left leaning radio station. I'd be remiss if I didn't point out that Sun Myung Moon was had a right wing media empire and also funded right wing military actions mm-hmm. around the world, including where was allegedly collaborating. Uh, well, D.C. sort of because I—I I mean, he's from South Korea. Yeah, I should have say. But, but the South Washington Korea. Times, I—I uh, I think that they lived in New York actually. Okay. Uh, but yes, he was from South Korea. He kind of came out of the Korean War thing, staunchly anti-communist, but to the point where he was willing to fund military like coups in South America that right. were anti-communist, regardless of who was leading the anti-communist brigade, right. including in one of them, apparently in Bolivia, Klaus Barbie, the butcher of Lyon. <laughs> so I had a little sour taste just, just yeah. from knowing all this. Yeah. And Three glasses of wine later, I can imagine that conversation. And, but it, it, and yeah, yeah, you would think it would have loosened up to discuss these things, but it never did. And, um, so yeah, uh, it, it, it. But what I'm, what I want to say is that I still tried to clear the slate before I went and not prejudge Ben. Right. And um, I think I, I did do that for the most part. I wanted to give him a, a chance. And huh. uh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've got so much to talk about, Dan Israel, and I. I so. Thank you for coming down because you really got back what two days ago. Yeah, and and I know I look a a bit haggard, and I I (laughs) I'm still waking up not knowing where I am and that kind of thing. Uh, I'm still jet lagged and all that, but it's it's really also really cool to be here and to be able to talk about this stuff. Well, you know, I uh, uh, I'm I'm really enjoying and I appreciate your time. We're gonna end uh, this set on the Wall of Power Radio Hour with a song by my guest Dan Israel off his great new record, You Are Free, called Soul Will Be Found. Two more sets after this. I've been a long time waiting around Been spinning my wheels and gaining no ground Gonna finally get myself down To the place exists for people who are serious about their dogs. People who want the best nutrition and the best gear for their dogs. Total Dog Company's mission is to provide high-quality, practical food and gear for dogs and only dogs. Nothing frou-frou or frivolous. Nothing with suspect ingredients. No cat food or wild bird food. Totally dog. From head to wagging tail. Find us in New Hope off of 169 at 9432 36th Avenue North and at TotalDogCompany.com. This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. 
Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Catch New Beginnings with Freddie Bell, Saturdays at 11 on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Vacuum cleaners. You buy them, you break them, and then you throw them away, right? Well, if you're ready to break out of that vicious cycle, we have the answer. Never heard of A1 Vacuum? They've been around forever, offering better alternatives. So if you're ready to stop filling the landfill, give A1 Vacuum a shot. Located in Roseville and ready to show you something better. Find them at a-1vacuum.com or call 651-222-6316. Better yet, drop by. I'm Steve Conklin. And I'm Jake DeRoff. We're the hosts of the Mortgage Talk Show, Sundays at 1230. Steve, what are we going to talk about this week? This week, we talk about refi rejects, why so many people are getting turned down for refinances, the rebranding of the CFPB, is it really necessary, and the issues with DACA and why lenders aren't lending. Check us out for more information. Email us any questions at mortgagetalkshow.com. Tune in to the Mortgage Talk Show every Sunday at 1230 on AM 950. Hi, this is Laura, and I want to tell you about my family's favorite thing. It's our wood stove. We bought it about 14 years ago from Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. And see, the wood stove has actually paid for itself because we can keep the main area that we live in toasty warm with this great moist heat. But more important than saving money, it has actually improved our lives. Having a fire simplifies life. It provides comfort. It sort of takes the chill out of winter. I'm Peter Solak. In 1977, I started Woodland stoves and fireplaces and I experienced the simple joy of warming myself by a fire. I also realized that the place and the way we embrace fire has evolved in a diversity of forms and styles. So at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces we have brought together the widest selection of our fireplace products and technical knowledge in the Twin Cities. Our mission is to use our knowledge to help you choose the design and function that is right for you and your home. Visit Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces today and find the right fire for you. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Tonight will be mostly cloudy with a low around 16. Tomorrow is mostly sunny with a high near 26. Monday, mostly sunny with a high near 26. Tuesday, mostly sunny with a high near 28. And Wednesday, mostly cloudy with a high near 32. Shop local with one of the AM 950 advertisers for the holidays. It's a great way to not only support AM 950, but also local businesses and shops. Visit Electric Fetus or Common Good Books or see a full list of advertisers at am950radio.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. We just heard a little bit of my guest, Dan Israel's song, Feeling Better Off, his new record, You Are Free. We're talking about his recent uh, successful tour, Five Weeks Over in Germany. That song that we just heard a little bit of, Dan, Feeling Better, mm-hmm. that was a... Uh, Great song to open this set with because you've had a little uh, stomach affliction for years. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been like up and down, but when it's been down, I, I it's taken me down at times, uh, just with pain and just misery. Uh, and what exactly I, is it? Uh, irritable bowel syndrome. Okay. I mean, technically, which which doesn't mean anything really. It's sort of an umbrella term. But it, I've had stuff in my family. Other people have had issues like that. And there's obviously like a psychological stress related component as sure. well, a diet component, and all these things. But it, it's a bit. Of a mystery, and, and unfortunately, I was feeling really good uh, just on an upswing when I booked the tour of Germany and whatnot. And right the month before I left, I had a major flare up. Oh man, to the point where I was almost contemplating having to bail. Wow, 
I'm really glad I didn't. Cause, and then as soon as like I got ready to go, I don't know. This just testifies, I guess, to how much is psychological. But we don't like to say all in our head. Right. But but I got better, and then the whole trip I was basically fine. I mean, you know, I, I had to watch what I eat and yeah. my stress levels. But, yeah. yeah. Well, well I'm glad I, to hear you were feeling good because thanks. you had to do a lot of driving. You're playing. <laughs> and uh... That was why I was so worried. I, I looked at the itinerary, and I was like, can I even pull this off if I'm feeling lousy? I don't think I could have if right. I felt like I was, bef- you know, that month before. Well, I don't, uh, you know, I don't think I could do a GPS and get to Mankato correctly. So uh, I got lost with GPS in a way that I didn't. Most people would not think was humanly possible. I would get to like within a block of the venue, and then. But in Europe, it's curious sometimes too. Like the GPS isn't able to zero in exactly on the spot because right. the streets are so weird, and and drive. Driving there is just like an adventure anyway. I mean, between the crazy speeds on the Autobahn and the narrow streets in the cities. and How fast do they go on the Autobahn? Um, So you... I don't think that Americans who haven't really driven there are fully cognizant of what we're talking about when we say faster. I don't mean faster incrementally, and I'm not sure I even mean faster exponentially. Right. I mean bleeping faster. <laughs> uh, I would sometimes, so there are often three lanes, and the trucks go in the right lane, and they're going at about mm, R70. It's hard because it's in kilometers per hour, but they're maybe going 70, 75 tops. And then the middle lane, you know, you would think that would maybe be 90 or 100 hundred but it sometimes is faster than that and you gotta get out of that lane. Wow. And then the left lane. The left lane. <laughs> now people will say, okay, yeah, they have high performance cars, the roads are better and people don't use their cell phones. They pay attention. They're focused on driving. All Wrong. that's fine and good. But unless you're Mario Andretti, right. I don't know why you're driving hundred and eighty miles an hour. Right. And they do. Wow. They do. In the fog and darkness wow. and rain too, which that is madness. That's madness. I can't. I can't even imagine it. That I. One question: Does yeah. is does the finger translate in universal language? Because I imagine they are not all big the on. They're not big on the finger. What they're big on is coming up right behind you, riding your tail, flashing their brights, honking. They, they're not big on the birdie, but <laughs> but but you know quite well when they're mad, and they seem to be mad a lot. <laughs> well, it is Germany. Yeah, and and <laughs> I would say too that sometimes I would be in that right lane behind a truck, right, and I would need to get around the truck, so I would check my mirrors. I would make sure I could. Some, I would be able to see a half mile to a mile behind me. I'd go, okay, I'm good. I can go. I'm gonna hit the. I'm gonna ga- hit the gas, floor it, and get around this truck, and I'll be fine. No sooner would I be over one lane when there was still another lane for them to pass me right. on that somebody invariably would come up behind me and be furious with me for even attempting to pass that truck. <laughs> I am not kidding. You ugly American. Yeah, you. I don't. I, it was. It, I don't. There aren't words. Well, you know, whenever I've traveled, mm-hmm. I always find, and you know, I think. Especially when you're going to new places, I was in trepidation about where you're going, especially if you're going to play. And I've done that, you know, dozens of times over the years. But I've always found out, Dan, once I get to mm-hmm. where I'm going, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to have been there. Yes. And things only happen when you get there. Yes. Yes. Right? yes. So you had a lot of coincidences on your trip. And of course, my favorite Bob Dylan line from It's All Over Now, Baby Blue is, take what you've gathered from coincidence. So what did you take from those coincidences? Well, I, I just want to pull back. And yeah, we were talking about this off air too. I I kind of have a spiritual feeling around coincidences. I think that they point to something, you know, that they're trying to tell you something. Obviously. Yeah, and, I, and me too. For me, that it started off, I started having weird dreams as soon as I got there. In fact, I woke up from a couple of dreams that were freaking me out in the apartment there. And one t- a couple of times I yelled out, who's there? Like I thought, I was having a dream about somebody intruding and all these things. But then the dream started to become like come true or something. Deja vu experiences. And just uh, let me give you an example of a coincidence that I found really odd. This isn't necessarily supernatural. I don't know what to make of this. But at one point in the trip, and this was a few weeks in actually, I was driving and I... I was trying to come up for a metaphor for how the trip was going because I'd had some good experiences and I'd had some bad ones. And it was mostly good, but it was kind of going back and forth. And I wanted a visual. I was just searching for a visual image that in, 
encapsulated everything so far. What what indicates back and forth or up and down? And I thought of a seesaw. Okay, so I had this very vivid, and I was carrying the image in my head. I was going to write down this whole thing about a seesaw, which I hadn't seen a seesaw the whole trip. I pull up at the club, I load my gear in, and I come back around this other car parked in front, and. I stopped dead in my tracks because there's two girls on a seesaw and it's going back and forth. Wow! And this kind of thing, this is what I'm talking about. It wasn't that almost sounds like something the German version of The Shining. It, it was. <laughs> oh, uh, there's some. There's got to be a German word for some of these, you know, right. gestalt or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, the, several things like this. There were even ghost stories. Uh, I won't go into all of them right now, but th- there were things. But they piled up. And then there were these series of Bob Dylan-related coincidences where that included, you know, um, uh, that the parishioners in, in the church at the end of the tour, uh, some of them were named Hibbing because the guy who founded the town of Hibbing, Bob's hometown, was from a, the next town over. Hmm. And and just, just strange things like this. Uh, his young... Uh, when I went to Stockholm, it turned out Izzy Young, who was instrumental in Bob's early career in Greenwich Village, lives in Stockholm. Right. And uh, well, Izzy ran uh, the Folklore Center, Folklore Center on yeah. McDougal, yeah. where Dylan used to go and hang out. All those folkies used to hang out. That's where right. they used to get instruments, yes. records, songbooks, meet each other. It was right in the middle of the street. I think Izzy's in both Chronicles and No Direction. Yeah, Runs. he was a very influential man in the late 50s and early 60s yep. on the American folk scene. Yep. Uh, Dan, there's also you also went to... Did you go to one of the death camps? I do, I went to, and yeah, I, some people might say, oh, well, that, that's not a death. I think any place where people died en masse from the Nazis is a death camp. The only difference is I went to Bergen-Belsen. Uh, it, it didn't have gas chambers, so I guess if that makes it somehow better. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. And, and uh, that's where Anne Frank and her sister, their wow. bodies were found when the, the camp was liberated. They had died of typhus, and there's a there's a memorial to them. There's all kinds of... I, I was basically there by myself. I had a show in a nearby town called Bad Volingbostel, and uh, Bad Bad Volingbostel actually had an offshoot of the camp during the war, too, so that was pretty heavy. Um, But going around the camp by myself with no one else for an afternoon, and it was very quiet there. It's actually kind of in the middle of nowhere, Mm -hmm. Um, and that you have to take two-lane roads to get there. I mean, to their credit, they they put the memorial and museum right. It's not... They didn't pretty anything up, really. Right. It's, it, there is a museum, but I didn't spend much time in the museum. I spent the time walking around the camp, visiting the various spots where the barracks had been and the, all this stuff. And I bought some books in the bookstore later so I could contextualize it a little bit. But honestly, walking around the camp itself was what was intense. And I felt very strong emotions. And I also... I don't know how if it's it's okay to say this, but I felt spirits. I felt that. Oh I felt, yeah, I felt sure. that One of my friends said, "Were they sort of reaching out to you or something?" I said, "Yeah, I guess I would put it that way." I felt gratitude or something from, or I don't mean like I was doing some great thing, but I just mean that it was a benevolent thing. But I still kind of felt like I needed to get out of there at the end, like right. badly. I was actually quite, quite spooked. I remember years ago. It was two thousand two. Um, or was it the end of, yeah, I think it was 2002, I played out at the Stone Pony, mm-hmm. and I was out in uh, Manhattan for about six days, spending all my money, not sleeping much, Yeah. but I wanted to, on my last go-around, um, I heard this driver for the last few days that I had a really good deal on, I said, "You want? I want to take me down to a ground zero, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and when I look back on it, I was having visions i could feel spirits yeah i don't know if it was from fatigue or what was actually going on but i but i went into a entirely different zone that i i think you you and i were talking about places having uh, a character sometimes it's magical sometimes it's much darker but there's definitely something there in that place. And uh, I just wanted to tell you that there's a memorial to the Jewish victims of Bergen-Belsen. And I, I, I stopped in my tracks because this is what it said at the top in big letters. It said, Earth conceal not the blood shed on thee. Wow. 
And I just, I don't know, that alone just kind of made me like, I just stood there and stared and I was, I was, I, I couldn't move. I don't know, that was just so powerful, so. Dan Israel, I really appreciate you going deep with that and I did want to talk about it. But we are going to um, end on a little more positive note. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dan, if you don't mind, right. off your new record, You Are Free, Dan Israel. Title track called You Are Free. We'll be back with Dan Israel for one more set on the Wall of Power Radio Hour. All in the sky can be yours. You got the healing, the best indoors. After you tried out all the kills, you're free. No one can tell you what to do. After the child. source of the Twin Cities Gay Scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ Media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com Standard Heating knows the holidays are a time for lists. Shopping lists, guest lists, good and naughty lists. But don't forget about the most important list of all, Standard's 24-point checklist that comes with our professional furnace tune-up. During December, you can get this crucial tune-up for $25 off. Learn how you can save $25 on our furnace tune-up and all our other year-end deals today at standardheatingdeals.com slash radio. Standard heating and air conditioning, comfort you deserve. Tune in for Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything except your intelligence. Coming up, Foucault and power. Power can be used for positive social ends. That's good. But it can also be used for control. That's bad. But resistance is always possible. That's good. But resistance is also part of power. Oh, come on. Foucault and power next time on Philosophy Talk. Philosophy Talk, every Sunday at 8 a.m. and again at 2 p.m. on AM 950. Toyotathon is on. Get over to Rudy Luther Toyota for huge Toyotathon discounts. Rudy Luther is one of the largest volume Toyota certified pre-owned dealers in the U.S. They have the right cars in the best condition at the Rudy Luther Toyota fair value price. And Rudy Luther needs more cars and trucks to sell. So right now, you can get a great Rudy Luther Toyota we buy price on your vehicle. Go to RudyLutherToyota.com for all the Toyotathon deals. Rudy Luther Toyota, 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Hi, this is Laura Headland. Check out Food Freedom Radio anytime on podcast. We've had some fun shows this fall. We had Brian DeVore with Wildly Successful Farming. We had the president of the Minnesota Farmers Union. We played clips from the Governor's Forums. We had the whole show with Tim Walls. And then we'll be talking with IETP on the update NAFTA plan. So tune to Food Freedom Radio live Saturdays at 8 a.m. or anytime via podcast at am950radio.com. Hi, this is Jen of Vandalia Glassworks in St. Paul. We're an independent glass studio celebrating the art of making beautiful glassworks. This ancient skill of creating art from fire is something you can learn to do through the Blow Your Own Glass class classes. Learn to make an elegant glass paperweight, and advanced classes will teach you how to make tumblers and other pieces of art. Consider giving the gift of experience during the holidays. Sign up with friends and family to create artistic glassworks together. More at VandaliaGlassworks.com.
Welcome back to the last set of the Wall of Power Radio Hour. I'm your host, Paul Metzen. My guest for the whole show tonight, Mr. Dan Israel, just came back from a five-week tour of Germany. Dan, we ended the last set with some pretty heavy stuff, but this tour must have affected you on several levels. (laughs) I'm still trying to process it all. Uh, One thing is that, you know, my family fled Europe uh, my ancestors, my great grandparents, fled Europe, persecution of Jews. Uh, you know, not Germany, but the, they may have actually gone through Hamburg or Bremen as the ports of departure. And I'm still wow. trying to figure that out. But they they fled, and here I am going back to the, being so close geographically to where my all my roots are. And I, I don't know. Again, it's sort of like I felt my I felt it calling out to me at times, and. Uh, I, you know, there was this experience where this guy, I was playing a show in the Netherlands and a guy said he saw spirits on stage with me. And then later on, I thought about the description he gave and it sounded like my grandparents, the the ones I knew, you know, not, and just, uh, all over the place. I just felt like the past was everywhere. How could I not, you know, my own past, not my own past so much as the, my family's and my people's, you know? So, um, and it, became i mean there just was no way for me to avoid that subject in my mind i've studied it my whole life and so i would engage in conversations with people i would try to gauge their level of comfort or discomfort with it sometimes i would plunge ahead regardless right sometimes that wouldn't work out so well but i didn't have anything go horribly awry with that i just would have to eventually back up but then there were people who wanted to talk about it and bring up uh their own memories there was a guy who'd been to israel and he'd been called a nazi in israel and he was very he was actually quite like pro you know he he went there to like he wanted to go to israel and it made me a little sad you know like he was kind of trying to be supportive of israel and yet the bitterness is so intense that if a german person goes there sometimes the it doesn't work out very well. Wow. Um, so it, there's all these stories and all these things that I'm going to be processing for a long time. But it was, um, and then you know, then there's just the touring and the making new fans, making new friends. Let's um, talk about yeah, that because that's, because that's um, really that was the point of the trip. <laughs> right, right, I mean, right. I'm going into you the gotta history. You got to have some fun too. Yeah, right? Oh, it was. I had do a little rock on fun. Yeah. And you know, I was solo acoustic, but I I rocked out as much as I could, and I. Uh, I played some really fantastic shows in churches and different kinds of venues. And, um, and you did a lot of radio? And I did. Gosh. I did some radio spots. I did a TV thing outside of Bremen. I, uh, you know, there was this big write-up on me. And that was actually the town where the Hibbing, the Hibbing guy came from was there was this amazing write-up. But I, I was just kind of blown away sometimes by just how surreal it was seeing Dan Israel in Germany. Like, yeah. like a thing, you know. I mean, it wasn't like... Everybody in Germany was aware I was there or anything, but it still had sort of an impact. And I hope it went, I think it went both ways. I think that that it left an impact both ways. Tell us one more coincidence about the piano. Uh, So um, my grandmother was supposed to teach Bob Dylan piano lessons. and uh, Somebody did because that's all he's playing now on tour. And I I love his piano. I love it too. But apparently the story is that his brother David was a little better at piano. And my grandma did give David some lessons. You know, it's funny. If yeah. you don't mind me jumping no, in here, no, Dan. No, not at all. This is, I did uh, four episodes on Wall of Power TV mm-hmm. uh, on the uh, Dylan reissue of Blood on the Tracks, More Blood, More Tracks. Mm-hmm. David Zimmerman put those boys together in 1974 to do what became uh, half of the record. Yeah. Last week I had Brian Bard on, who was grade school music teacher, uh, was David Zimmerman, and now this is the third it's, show where David comes up. It it's amazing, isn't it? Take and Bob only has one sibling. Right, right. I mean, and he's still alive, and it, it's cool. I mean, it's... But, um, so I was talking at a show about this whole issue of Bob and piano and piano lessons from my grandmother and all this, and then the next show I walked into, and I'd been having a si- spiraling series of Bob Dylan-related coincidences, which I can't... We can't lay out all right, right. now, but uh, I walk into the next show in Bremen, and there's a piano there. I'm like, oh, cool, a piano. I flip open the piano, and... the it says right out across the front of the piano, Zimmerman. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, blow me down. What is going on here, universe? And you're you know? sure, put your uh, put your hand on whatever's going to make you honest, that it wasn't the Brennivan 
that you had been drinking. No, I hadn't. As yet, I we hadn't. Have, we have another thing in common, because when Sonny and Earl and I went to Reykjavik, Iceland in 1999, we were introduced to Brennevin, which is, I compare it to a cross between really uh, ch- a cheap... Uh, Vodka, or a really cheap Jägermeister and turpentine. <laughs> they refer to it in Iceland as Black Death, and you discovered it well, over there. And so, and I don't know how much time we have, but just briefly, um, I had some open days at the end of the tour. A show got canceled, and I was, I, I, I'm a free man. I can go anywhere. And uh, my friend Joel Bramer lives in Stockholm, and uh, he lived here for a brief time in the, about ten years ago. And he's an amazing violin player, and I just sort of jokingly said, Joel, I could drive up there in 12 and a half hours. As it turned out, it was more like 18 and a half hours wow. to get up there. But I did. I went up there, and we had a little house concert, and Joel uh, plied me with some Branovin. <laughs> and then I had some really kooky dreams on the way back from from Stockholm where I thought German <laughs> customs officials had stolen my money. Um, and it was so vivid. And It's I, like absinthe, really. It, it is. It, 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 wormwood. I think there might yeah. Something similar to Wormwood. Right. So, I, I, you know, I didn't see trolls and fairies, but <laughs> yeah, it's similar. Dan Israel, we got about a minute left on the Wall of Power Radio Hour. So tell us, now that you are back in St. Louis Park, reunited with your, your lovely family, mm-hmm. uh, where you're playing, where can people get your records, and what is your website? Okay, first of all, my website is www.danisraelmusic.com. Spell Israel. D- D-A-N-I-S-R-A. A E L M U S I C dot com, or you can just Google me. I have a pretty busy schedule coming up. I was going to try to scale back how much I play in town, but I have a show in the at the Tavern Lounge in Northfield Saturday, December eighth. I'm playing at uh, the Hudson Hop and Barrel Brewery on the thirteenth. With my friend Tommy Bentz, I'm playing at Flat Earth Brewing on the 14th, Friday the 14th. That's in St. Paul. And there will be all kinds of stuff, too. Well, they can find all that out on your and, website? Yeah, and my record is at all the local stores. It's also on vinyl. Um, so the fetus, all these places, has the record and the CD. So go pick it up. I would appreciate that. Two suggestions. You should write up all of these <clears throat> uh, stories about your trip to Germany. <clears throat> Excuse me. Soon. on. Uh, Submit it to Men Post, and yeah, when you yeah. do your book, would it be? Is it too unp or is it uh, too unpc? To can I suggest a title? Yeah, go ahead. T- Temple Israel. That's hilarious. <laughs> Daniel Israel, thanks for your time. Thank Good you, to see Paul. you. Made it back in one piece. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's great to be back, and thank you for having me on. Thanks for listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This show was produced by Paul Metza, engineered by Brett Johnson. Follow me around, buy some of my records at paulmetza.com. I also have a great New Year's Eve show coming up. We'll keep you posted on that. Thursday nights at Shaw's with Willie Walker, 5 to 7, 16th and University. Wednesday nights with Sonny Earl, the Green Lantern of St. Paul. And like my dad used to tell me, remember to be kind and make someone happy.